Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Sometimes when I am on my way to a restaurant, I get it in my head that I'm going to make this one a healthy meal. And then they hand me the menu and I open it up (laughs) and that double juicy everything on it cheeseburger looks delicious and I can justify anything when it comes to my stomach. Have you been there? (laughs) In fact, I heard a comedian, a Christian comedian once talked that You know, the whole praying before meals is great, but we do it at the wrong spot. We should pray before we open the menus that this meal might be nourishing to us because we are really testing Jesus and his ability to make things healthy for us (laughs) after we've ordered. (laughs) But I I go in with the right intention and the right knowledge of of this is what I'm going to do, and and then my, my stomach gets the better of me. I don't know that it's fully related, but I think today's gospel is, is such a continuation of last week's. And, and you may recall, you may not, last week was the, the beautiful confession of Peter as Jesus was asking, who, who do people say that I am? And they listed off a bunch of different roles and people. And, and, and Jesus looks at his disciples and says, well, who do you say that I am? And, and Peter's the one, well, well, you're the Messiah. You're the Son of God. You, you are the one we've been waiting for. You are coming to deliver us. You're the Messiah. And Jesus says, oh, Simon Peter, blessed are you for for flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. My Father in heaven is the one that allowed you to, to recognize who I am. And your name's no longer Simon Peter. Now you're just Peter. You're the rock upon which the church is going to be built. So, in in the first scene, we have Peter lifted up because God revealed something to him. And, and well, well, today is what goes up must come crashing down. Get behind me, Satan. Have you experienced whiplash in your life when things are going great and then they're not? This is Peter. Oh, is this Peter? You are the one that I'm going to build the the whole church on the the rock of your confession. And Jesus says, well, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it means to be the Messiah. And and, and Peter pulls him aside and says, Jesus, can we talk? Your plan stinks. (laughs) What what are you thinking? Over my dead body is is what Peter says. No, you're not going to suffer. You're not going to die. You're the Messiah. Jesus looks at Peter and says, no, get behind me. I lead you. You don't get to lead me. Follow after me. Get behind me. I'm in charge. That's, that's what Jesus says. That's what Jesus does. And I think that, that that's a, a big part of our faith, right? That, as we talked about last week, that it was the Spirit that revealed to Peter who God was. That, that's important. That, that's, 
that's foundational to who we are as Christians and who we are as followers of the Spirit of God. That, that He's the one that puts within you the ability to proclaim faith. He's the one that puts in you the, the ability to speak a, a good word, to proclaim, yes, I believe. That, that's not you. That doesn't come up from within you. That, that's the work of the Spirit in you. And so Jesus has some harsh things for us today. Some harsh realities that, that when you do it my way, you, you claim one thing, but when you do it, when you do it your way, you, you get it wrong every time. You get it wrong every time. Jesus says, follow me. In the parenting world, we call this obedience. <laughs> oh, obedience. That's not a fun word, isn't it? Man, obey. What does it mean to obey? What does it mean to follow? Even when you got to do things you don't want to do. Even when you got to go places you don't want to go. Even when you're uncomfortable. Obedience, that's, that's at the heart of what today's lesson and today's scripture is all about. Back at the end of the, the 20th century, there was a, a pastor from Topeka, Kansas named Charles Sheldon. And, and he would entertain his congregation in the evenings by reading to them some of his stories. And ultimately, they, they compiled a bunch of his stories together, and it became a book that actually was the top-selling book in the United States for 60 years right behind the Bible. The book was called In His Steps. Maybe some of you have heard it. Maybe some of you have read it. It was a story of, of a, a small-town uh, congregation that, that made the commitment that for a year, that they would walk in the footsteps of Jesus. And they would do this by, by asking a, a question before they made any decisions. And that question was simply, what would Jesus do? Maybe you've asked that question. Maybe you've heard that question. Maybe you even wore one of the wristbands back in the late 90s when it made a resurgence. What would Jesus do? Therefore, thereby helping the, the congregation to think that, that if we are trying to obey Jesus, if we are trying to follow after Jesus and not lead Jesus, but, but be behind him, that, that he would lead us, that maybe one of the things that we ought to do would be ask what he would do. Makes beautiful sense. Makes beautiful sense. What would, would Jesus do? Today, he gives us that answer. What would Jesus do? This is how he began the gospel for today. He would go. He would suffer. He would die. And he would rise. That's what Jesus did. 
In fact, in so many ways that today marks a, a change in the life of Jesus and his ministry. From, from this point forward, he sets his eyes on Jerusalem. Now, he, he, this is the first time he, he openly shares with the disciples about what, what's going to happen, what's ahead, that, that the crucifixion is coming. First time he shares it with the disciples. And, and, and from this point going forward, that, that's where his focus is. Not, not that he'll no longer teach, no, not that he'll no longer do miracles, but man, those are secondary to, to what he really came to do, which was to go, suffer, die, and rise. Th- this is Jesus. Among all the things that he did, among all the reasons that you give up a Sunday morning to come and to worship, Sometimes for, for an entire lifetime, so many of you are so faithful, these four reasons are the reasons you're here. His teachings are great, his miracles are great. You, you are here because Jesus went. He suffered. He died. And he rose. This is the core of who Jesus is of why he came and what he does for you. Go, suffer, die, and rise. And, and as we, we learned last week from, from Peter and from his confession of Jesus, we, we, we know that the, the Spirit was the one that was at work in him. The Father in heaven revealed who Jesus was and well, well if, if you're the Messiah, then, then you're in charge. And if, if when Peter was in charge of his own thinking and his own desires, that, that's when he said, no, you're not going to go do that, Jesus. Right? When, when, the, when the Spirit was in charge, Peter rightfully recognized who the Messiah was. When, when Peter was in charge, he tried to do it his own way. He forgot his confession. He forgot who the Messiah was. That ever happened in your life? Man, man sometimes the, the Spirit works in you and you get it right because the Spirit is channeled through you and it's beautiful and it's glorious. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes not, right? Sometimes you do it your own way. Sometimes you get stuck in your own thinking, your own desires. You ever think you know better? Right? What does it mean? If we want to walk the Jesus way, right? Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we want to walk on the Jesus way, to tune our ears to the work of the Spirit within us, and maybe we're, we're called to, to do those four things, to go, to suffer, to die, to rise. Maybe that's the Jesus way. Go. Well, where did Jesus go? To whom did Jesus go? Here he went to, to Jerusalem. But in all the stories that we continue to read, who, who did Jesus go? Well, he went to the the vulnerable. He went to the least, the last, the lost. 
He went to the ones that were hurting. He went to the ones that were voiceless. He spoke out when he needed to speak out, and he acted in love when he needed to act in love. Are you going? Are you serving the least, the last, the lost? How do we go to the hopeless? How do we breathe life into the lifeless? How do we nurture hope for those who are stuck in a cloud of sorrow, of grief, of darkness? Who do you go to? I really don't like that Jesus suffered. (laughs) And I really don't like that it means we're called to suffer. Right? I mean, I am comfortable with comfortable Christianity. Are you? I love my lazy boy. What, What does it mean that Jesus calls us to suffer, right? I mean, that, that's the exact opposite of, of everything we get in, in, in the culture today. That, that's, a, that's the opposite of what you get in, in churchianity today. That, that our faith, our following of Jesus, that the Spirit working through us calls us to suffer. That, that means we speak when you'd rather be quiet. That means you're quiet sometimes when you'd rather speak. That, that means we, 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 we serve with our time and our effort, right? right? My, my wife, uh, Deanna, had, uh, had surgery on Friday. She had carpal tunnel surgery. She's doing great. Um, some of you have asked. That's what's wonderful. Didn't share it widely, but... but you know, I, I played nurse the last couple of days. And it never fails as soon as I sit down. Right? As soon as you sit down, somebody needs something. That's the way life is in our, our life of faith. That sometimes suffering is not doing what you want, but doing what you're called to do. To give up a Saturday, to go to work. Sometimes it means financial sacrifice. Sometimes it it means that that we go and we serve and we love in, in uncomfortable places, right? I mean, the difference between being a leader and a follower is... Man, if Jesus is your leader, then it means you're going to go to places you wouldn't go on your own. Because if you're only going to places where you'd want to go, that's not you leading, or that's not you following Jesus, that's you leading Jesus. If Jesus only loves the people you love, well, maybe it's not Jesus, it's you. Suffering is uncomfortable. A life of faith isn't supposed to be comfortable. It's sacrificial.
It's sacrificial. It takes all different types of forms. How will you resist comfort in your life of faith? Go, suffer, die. That's an ugly one too, isn't it? Die. Take up your cross and follow me, right? That's what Jesus says in today's gospel. That's what we sang about at our opening hymn, Lift High the Cross. Man, do you know how scandalous that is? It's scandalous. The cross, a form of execution and a bloody, gory, nasty one at that. Die? Jesus came that we might live. Why why do we have to deal with death? Go, suffer, die is about recognizing that, that God in His wisdom gave us a Messiah, a Lord, a Spirit to lead us because if we lead ourselves, we are lost and we are broken. Dying to yourself is what Peter struggled with when he told Jesus, get behind me, I'm going to leave you. And Jesus looked at him and said, no, son, you get behind me. Losing your life. That's the power of Jesus. Jesus doesn't give you crosses so that you can get stronger and overcome. He gives you crosses so that you can die and the strength of Christ is raised in you. Christ alone. That's why we die. You're not strong enough to get through this life. You're not. He is. That's what it means to be raised. Because when we give our life, that's where God works His beauty. Have you been there? At the end of your rope, you've tried everything, and then you let go? And God works. God raises you up. God reminds you that he's been with you every step of the way, even when you couldn't see him, even when you couldn't feel him, even if you wondered if he'd forgotten you. This is how God works. When you lose the safety net, This is Christ, the resurrecting God. This is our hope. What would Jesus do? 
Beautiful question. He would go. He would suffer. He would die. And he would rise. In the name of Christ. Amen.